The Chiefs try to get right against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Let's talk about it. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory. Welcome into another live edition of the KC Laboratory presented by Emprise Bank member FDIC. All three of our members are here today. Craig Stout is back. Craig? Hi, how are you? People were worried, and by people, I mean me. Oh, well, you you knew where I was. Yes, I've been very under the weather for a little while. Thankfully, I was able to attend the KCSM Foundation uh, Sola KC, get to buy all that stuff at Dick Sporting Goods. It was a wonderful time. Turned around the next day and basically got hit in the back of the head with a baseball bat, and I've been laying <laughs> face down. For the better part of the last five days, that flight home was all sorts of fun, but very happy to be back here talking with you guys. If I happen to just nod off in the middle of this, just, you know, like yell extra loud or something and, and I'll wake back up. Maddie, Kent, it's very good to see your faces, but Maddie, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. It's really nice to have a co-host that cares how I'm doing on any given day. So I appreciate you asking me that. Um, and Greg, it, it it's difficult, but you sound, I know you got a little raspy voice going right now, getting over being sick. You sound yeah. so much wiser now. It's incredible. No. Like I didn't know it was possible, but you just sound so much wiser with a little bit of the rasp in there. Like it sounds like you've been even further around the world than you already have been to other planets, as we all know. This like this is the type of shit we're gonna be doing the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. One hundred percent. Well, Maddie, I appreciate I appreciate your Christmas tree in the background tonight. You got a little, a little festive back there. You got de- How many weeks yeah. has that been up? It's been up since like December 1st. Um, <laughs> the the thing is though, for some reason, I, I got a new camera. You guys, the people don't really care. I got a new camera. It really annoys me. And sometimes it leaves the background so dark that you just see floating lights and you can't tell there's a tree. It just looks like floating lights. Today, you can kind of see it's a tree. So yeah, but it's been there. So I, I know you pay a lot of attention and you just wanted to bring that up for the people that maybe hadn't noticed for the past 14 days. I, I pay the most attention, some would say. Um, I will let you guys know that Just Craig got back in. back here too. I've noticed that. Okay. Did one, one of the, I don't know if I were using our kids' names, but did one of your children uh, <laughs> make that? Yeah, yeah, my daughter painted that. That's been up there for years. Um, so yeah. No, I've, I've, seen, I've noticed that for a very long time. But you just brought attention to that. Uh, Anyways, thank you, everyone, that is hanging out with us tonight. It is uh, exciting to be talking about another Chiefs game, even though we have been through a lot this week. (laughs) Not just Craig Stout, but all of us. What have we been through this week, you guys? Oh, oh, Craig. I know you slept from Sunday to Thursday, but the Chiefs lost to the Bills. What? They, They lost on a procedural issue in which Kadarius Tony lined up offsides and they called offensive offsides on a play. Well, surely Kadarius Tony was warned about that beforehand, right? Surely the NFL has definitely admitted that they definitely told him and Kadarius Tony also acknowledged that he was told by the NFL. That that's we're not getting wires crossed between the league and the player here, are we? 
why Craig, you would be stunned to find out that there are varying stories floating around about whether or not he was notified and whether or not the player would acknowledge that he was notified. So to add to that chaos, and by the way, the chaos on that play, it was a backwards lateral. Travis Kelsey threw a pass backwards to Kadarius Tony, who was lined up in the Bills' backfield. So um, it just, it was it was so chaotic. But anyways, yeah, so Craig, the, the Chiefs are 8-5 and five now. Sorry. I, oh, I know great. we just brought well, That's okay. They're, they're still going to be in the AFC Championship game. Again, there's my bout of positivity that you guys missed for the previous two episodes this week. Oh, man. I... Um... I think we There's might have no some... way we're doing this again. No, we're not. No, we're not. That's it. I, I was trying to put a bow on it right then and there. I wasn't. I was done with that. Um, I think we're gonna have some varying levels of positivity and optimism today because, like, I know we've been in the chats together, and maybe, maybe I'm gonna. I have a weird feeling about this game. Where I feel like this might have, like, I, I, this could have been a breaking point for this team. And I genuinely kind of subscribe to some of the stuff. Like, I kind of think something's, uh, something's got to give, and I think it's going to give this week. So I guess we can kind of, let's just talk about the offense first, I guess, because that's kind of where I've just naturally taken it, right? Um, you know, so many issues went wrong last week with the offense. You know, so many different things you can, any failures you can draw up, interception, fumble, holding calls, procedural penalties, drops, route miscommunications, you name it. The the Chiefs did it to stall drives out. Still had a chance, very good chance to win the game against the team fighting for their lives. Um, And like, I, I, I think the first couple of days I was mad and just a little, I don't know, a little defeated, very defeated. And I know some of the stuff doesn't sound great on its surface, you know, like Justin Watson's quote today can sound great. Like they're now focusing on getting extra time with Mahomes, and guys are now coming in a little bit early here, two weeks before Christmas when this team's desperately needed it for a long time. Um, I don't know. I, for some reason, I do genuinely feel like they're going to come out and a good game together i guess my question to you both would be like we know there's a laundry list of issues on offense maddie if you could only pick a couple or if if you know like what do you think they're going to fix from last week to this week or do you have any confidence that they're going to fix anything from last week to this oh i mean i have zero confidence they're going to fix any of the same issues that we've seen for the past 14 weeks there's no i have no so i let me rephrase this right because we're trying to be positive, and I do have positivity from this. I think Patrick Mahomes played great against the Bills. I think he played phenomenal, and I think that will probably continue for the rest of the year. I think he hit the breaking point to where he is no longer trying to play 100% by the book. He's not trying to just completely color in the lines of the play sheet, play in and play out. He's not trying to just play it safe. I think he's hopefully going to come back out and continue to play a little bit looser, continue to play like the Patrick Mahomes that we have seen in the NFL for six years. I think that is something that can change, that can carry over from last week. I have 0.0001% faith that they are going to all of a sudden start lining up correctly, start running all the right routes, start catching all the passes they should. There's no reason for me to believe that yet. Do I think they care about it? Sure. Do I think they're maybe trying a little extra hard this week? Sure. I don't know why it took this long, but okay. But do I think that stuff is going to magically be fixed? Absolutely not. 
I just think they have three guys on offense right now and Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Rasheed Rice who all seem to be trending the right direction with their play that it can make this offense go from barely functioning NFL level. That's a lie. They've been like fringe top 10 all year. But compared to what our expectations were, it can go from from what we saw there for those couple weeks where they couldn't score any points in the second half to being the offense that moved the ball up and down the field against the Bills and really only shot themselves in the foot by the you know mistakes that were, that I'm saying I don't have faith in them fixing. But like, there's a path to them being better, and it's from those three guys. It's not from fixing the mistakes that these other receivers I think are making. Personally, mm. I I would agree with that by and large. And they're going to give real tests this weekend. Bill Belichick's going to come and he's going to try and maximize every little mistake that the Chiefs' offense is going to make. And based on the way that they've been playing through the first 14 weeks of the season, they're going to make plenty of them. But we have seen maybe a small shift in this offense. They have converted a few more of these times when they're behind the sticks. They have created a few more explosive plays when they are backed up. It's been one of the things that I think we've taken for granted during the Patrick Mahomes era that, you know... Holding penalty happens on first down. Oh, it's first and 20. Oh, guess what? It's the same as first and 10. They're they're probably going to pick up eight and then another eight and get into a third manageable and pick it up. And we've just kind of come, you know, become accustomed to that sort of thing. That's not been the case this year until recently. And so we're seeing more of, you know, the Chiefs are in first and long. They're going to throw a slant to Rasheed Rice that goes for 14 yards. Now, all of a sudden, they're back ahead of the sticks. It feels better. It feels like, you know, Maddie talks about it all the time, throwing with Mahomes, throwing with his chest. It feels different. It's not like, hey, we're going to go within the structure. I'm going to wait for this guy to get open. Oh, no, this guy's not on time, right depth, releasing at the right time. Oh, no, it ruined everything. I don't know exactly where I need to go with this ball. He's just kind of uncorking it anyway, and it's working. It's one of those things that we talked about. Does he just need to let it happen anyway? We're seeing it happen, and guess what? The offense looks better. You see teams a little bit more, you know, confused again as to what to do because Patrick Mahomes is ruining what they're doing out there and making it very difficult to play defense on them. And that's the type of game wrecking player that he always has been. It's the type of game wrecking player that he's been at times this season, but it's the type of game wrecking player that he's especially been as of late. Now, he's getting let down by his supporting cast. And at a certain point, you know, it, it goes from they're going to fix it to maybe this is just who they are. Justin Watson says today they spent a lot more time to getting in early. They're they're sitting down in the film room now with Patrick Mahomes instead of communicating through several intermediaries. That may be what it takes. Maybe just getting everybody having the same sight picture. We we can. I don't want to have the discussion about why it took 14 weeks to get here, but having this team view things the same way may just be all it needs. Because again, you get one guy open, Mahomes over the past two, three weeks has just uncorked it. Just let it rip. Now all of a sudden, if you're getting guys open a little bit more, maybe it goes from a game where you're scoring 14, 17 points to a game where you can still make mistakes and put up 28. And that's all you got to have with this defense on the other side of the ball. So I'm very curious to see what happens against the Patriots, see if this week fixes it. And I think it's like, a, I, we've talked about this, I think the important distinction is it's an increase in some of those those film oh, sessions. Yeah. It's not like they yeah. don't spend time with each other at all. It's just there are, you know, there are times that these quarterbacks, there's a lot on the play of the quarterbacks, and they've got to 
handle a lot of different things at any given time. Um, but yeah, I, I just, you know, we've spent so much time talking about like singular plays, two, three plays a game that if fixed could change the overall outcome of games. You know, it'd be not one seed. They'd be the one seed. They'd be 12 and one. And their only loss would be without Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones. Oh, no, I was counting that one with Kadarius Tony. Yeah, Broncos. Sure. Broncos. Broncos. He's the one. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Like, it's just like you. There's only there are only a few plays off. The difference between teams of the past and teams of today for the Chiefs is those teams have made those plays and the Chiefs haven't as point blank. And that's kind of like, a you know, it, it talks about the margin for error in the National Football League. I just know that. Here's here's why I just feel this weird kind of confidence because we talked about like they don't have to fix all their issues this week. It does not have to be point blank. They don't have to fix every single issue as consistent. You know, like it doesn't have to be like you know no drops, no fun, but I, just less. But here's the thing: Bill Belichick team. Bill Belichick still has that mystique for this team, or for you know for uh, he's just still have that mystique. You, you heard the players and coaches talk about. Bill Belichick and his very good defense. This is a very, very good defense still for the New England Patriots. And Bill Belichick will try to rub salt in whatever wounds he can find. And he will try to punish you. So, Bill Belichick, they're probably going to try to make these secondary pieces beat you. They're going to go after that football. They are going to be trying to you know rake the hands they're going to be extra emphasis on trying to rip the ball because we've seen ball security issues with this team we've seen focus drops with this team i think this kind of sets up for a perfect storm with the frustrations that i think at least two things get fixed i think ball security is going to be a lot better to this week especially for you know look travis kelsey learned his lesson a couple weeks ago i think rashi rice is finally starting to learn his lesson now i think you're going to see better ball security this week uh, and I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think they're going to have a turnover. That's my prediction for this game. I don't think the Chiefs are going to have a turnover. Might have some holding issues. They might stall out some drives. I think they're going to have a clean sheet when it comes to turnovers because I think those are two points of emphasis. I think they're going to have that will help be a byproduct to allow them not to have any turnovers in this game. Even though this is a very good defense and they do a good job of playing to the things that are ailing. Uh, so for me, it's tricky because I think it's hard to say, hey, Patrick Mahomes, play loose, throw with your chest, don't rely on these wide receivers it. just getting open before you throw the ball, and then also say, hey, also play safe and don't turn the ball over. I think doing the latter has led to the stagnant offense that doesn't work because they don't have guys good enough to get open. So I, I understand what you were saying in terms of like, you don't want to turn the ball over to the Patriots. You don't want to play into Bill Belichick's hands. I just think this offense needs to loosen up. And I think like, so it's just, it's going to be, it's a really fine line to straddle to say, be very responsible with the football, but also turn it loose a little bit because that's what our, that's the only times our offense has looked or like felt like it was working really well. So it's, it's a fine line to straddle. I want to push back a little bit, I guess the Patriots defense and Bill Belichick's mystique. Are we sure it's there? This team is like the fourth worst pass defense in the NFL this year. They're terrible. They are terrible worse the pass. Now, a lot of that's because they can't, you know, rush the passer. They have one of the worst sack rates in the NFL, one of the worst pressure rates in the NFL. But it's not like the secondary is playing particularly good either. It's like Jonathan Joseph and then guys, 
right? So like, and all those other guys, quote unquote, kind of get beat, kind of get beat frequently. Like, I don't know if there is the same mystique to this Bill Belichick Patriots team right now. Uh, they seem to do very well against poor offenses, but offenses that aren't terrible don't seem to struggle quite as mightily uh, as years past. Like, I don't know. It's just their past defense in particular has been beaten sideways this year. And I, um, you go. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, you, no, you, no, no, no. It's okay. No, I'm finishing up looking up another stat. So you go ahead. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's still Bill Belichick. Like, there, there's my argument to that. It, it's still Bill Belichick. He's still going to uncover something that Patrick Mahomes has probably seen before. I'm not saying he hasn't seen it before, but it's going to be at a time there he's going to be like, whoa, hang on. That's a little bit different. That's a little bit unexpected. He just doesn't have the horses anymore. Bill doesn't. And, you know, it's not the scheme. It's not that part of it. So you get a game where a team gets up for it, maybe plays a little bit higher than they're expected to, maybe, you know, against the reigning Super Bowl champs, wants to try and show that, you know, they're they're there for their coach after a week where all of a sudden everybody's saying, hey, Bill's on his way out. They're getting rid of him and all of that. Oh, maybe the defense clicks in a little more, but they play a little bit above their, you know, their station. And, if that happens, you have the potential for a really exceptional defense because, again, scheme is good. Man, the scheme, that aspect of it is really, really positive. Now, they can get got, and there's not a whole lot on the offensive side right now that you're probably looking at if you're the New England Patriots that, are, that you're excited about. I'm saying that affects a defense. If you've been spending 14 weeks spinning your wheels trying to play well, not getting it to click, and the offense also isn't playing well, hard to get up for games. Again, Super Bowl champs, they might get up for something like that, but I don't know that it's going to be a pushover type game. I think I see a lot of people just being like, oh, they're going to run through the Patriots this week, and they might, but I don't know if it's because the lack of quality on the Patriots. Now, Chiefs come out in the first 15, and they really put it on them. Andy Reid's got the good script out there and they really put it on a team because they need to get right on offense. Yeah, sure. I, this defense will quit. They absolutely will. We've seen it happen this year. We've, that's part of the reason why you're hearing the reports about Bill Belichick potentially being out. It's because he's kind of lost that locker room a little bit and that sucks. But it's one of those things where I could see the Chiefs offense clicking, getting it together and getting a big enough lead to where this defense kind of melts. But if it stays close... Chiefs make mistakes. I think this defense will rise to the occasion. So, the the Patriots haven't given up more than twenty points since Halloween, since before Halloween. Okay, actually. look who they and played. I, I understand. I understand. I understand. Tommy DeVito, Gardner Minshew, but they've also had some of the least complimentary football in some of these blowouts as well. It's true. And so I do not want to take the, I would not take this defense lightly. I don't think the chiefs are taking this, this defense lightly the way they're talking about it. This is still, you know, some of the, you know, the bill Belichick where he's up to some of his old tricks. He's still capable of doing it. This team has beat the bills. I know the bills are a up and down nightmare, uh, but this team, I, I'm not taking this defense lightly. This is the, the path to this game is, you know, Oh, by the way, they haven't given up more than 10 points. Uh, in three of the last four games either. Like, it's... I know... I know they stay... One, one of those was in a deluge. <laughs> it's against three I, backup quarterbacks, too. The three teams you're talking about are all backup quarterbacks. They shut up the Chargers. 
The, with with Justin yeah, Herbert, Chargers. They did not shut out the Chargers. The Chargers won. Or, that game. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. The that, other way yeah. I watched Six that seven, entire yeah. game, and the the weather in that one could not have been worse. Like I I'm just right. Game, All I'm saying is they haven't ooh. given up. They haven't given up more than 21 points since before Halloween. Like I'm like Mitch like let me can... dropped 18 on them. Mitchell Trubisky scored 18 points on them. <laughs> Say what you want. I'm not taking them lightly. This is I, I'm going to straddle this line real quick here. I'm going to drop this, Maddie, and then let you go off. New England Patriots are fifth in the NFL in points per drive. I know that they haven't played a whole bunch of teams, but that they have a better points per drive metric than the Kansas City Chiefs defense right now. So now, Chiefs defense has played a lot of really good offenses this season, and I, I'm not worried about it, but there is something positive. I I mean I, it's just it, look it's at the enough. Good teams they played. Sorry, look at the good teams they played. Eagles twenty five, Dolphins twenty four, Cowboys thirty eight. Uh, where's the next? One? Bills twenty five, Dolphins thirty one. They've done nothing versus a single good offense they've played. Now, are the Chiefs a good offense? Debatable, right? But <laughs> the offense ranks better than the rest of the teams that the the Patriots have played. It's like I don't know. I just I I get the idea of Bill Belichick. You got to honor him. He's done great things. He's still, this defense still works hard this year, but they can't really rush the passer. They can't really cover. So, and the plays where Bill Belichick isn't winning, it's just a very eh, offense anytime or defense anytime they go up against someone good. I, I think the name Bill Belichick and the logo of the Patriots is carrying a lot of water for the way people talk about this, this defense this year. Because, like I said, every good offense does just fine against them. I uh, I understand what you're saying. I've also I I've watched this offense play, and it's just there's no balance whatsoever with this with this team right now, and that's a problem. They shouldn't and, even try to run the ball. That's the one thing the Patriots do do good. Just throw it. The one thing that they never do well. stop yeah. throwing it. Anyways, we can move on. Uh. Anybody on the defensive side that you guys want to focus on before, you know, just for the Patriots that the Chiefs should be worrying about? Maddie, I think for Maddie, it's no one. I, mean, I, was, uh, I was just going to say, well, no, I was going to say, they're, they're not very good against 12 personnel. They're, the Chiefs, you know, have been good when they've gone a little bit heavier. So once again, the Chiefs should lean into multiple tight end sets. Uh, the Patriots are like, with the 23rd and EPA per play against 12 personnel this year. Lean into that, make them play a little bit heavier. Like I said, they don't have the coverage guys in the back end to really make up the ground, and it's not like they are elite coverage on the uh, the second level there. So it's just 12 personnel, be a little bit heavier. Christian Barmore is the one guy that kind of can wreck a game for them, right? He's an interior defensive lineman. He's the one guy that can kind of wreck a game. There's one position on the Chiefs offensive line. You're like, hmm, I think I feel okay. It's probably the interior, right? So not that he can't still wreck this game, but it's a lot more... Compared to past Patriots teams, it's a lot more about his performance rather than the performance of them as a whole. So, like that, I think that also plays a part into why they're not quite as scary. Is the the overall unit isn't as good as it has been in years past for them. I will say that Kyle Duggar still has flashes on this defense, um, and I think everybody, Chief fans who maybe not watched the Patriots very much since you know the last time the Chiefs and the Patriots played, uh, Kyle Duggar as a rookie. Help kind of limit Travis Kelsey a lot more than I think any of us were expecting. There is a good chance that Bill Belichick looks at that and goes, you know what? Travis Kelsey's lost a little bit of a step. Maybe we could just slap Duggar on there and try to eliminate that. We know what this Kansas City Chiefs offense looks like when Travis Kelsey is taken out of the game. 
if they feel like they can take him out of the game without having to bracket him, first of all, good luck. I hope that you try that, Bill. But second of all, if they're successful with that, it's going to be a very long day for the rest of the offense. So he is kind of the guy that could swing things in the favor of the Patriots a little bit more if he can line up and take away Kelsey the way that we've seen him do limit Kelsey before. I don't want to say he took him away, but limit Kelsey a little bit more in that game as a rookie. No one ever truly does a great job of consistently limiting Travis Kelsey. Also, I hope you guys don't think I'm calling the Patriots the 2000 Ravens or anything like that. I just, I have a lot of, I still. You're not even calling them the 2023 Chiefs. No, I just, I, this is not a defense. I'm still, I'm worried about Bill Belichick in this defense enough. So, uh, that's, that's all I'll say there. I do think they're going to, I think one of the points of emphasis, yeah, I think they'll try to take Kelsey away like they always do. Trying to make Kadarius Tony and Justin Watson like, do you think? Do you think they try some kind of? You, you try to ramp up some man coverage a little bit just to challenge everybody and just see what happens. Like, what do you like? Do you think that's something that they might just try Boy. to do? That's that's I, tough. Not, okay. I don't think they had. It. We're giving, <laughs> Yeah, no, they they don't have the guys. That goes to my yeah. point. They you don't have the guys. JC Jackson. No, but Chiefs. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think this might be the team that actually is just like we're gonna line up against Justin Watson. We're gonna line up against Sky Moore, and we're gonna try to we're gonna double Travis Kelsey. Rasheed Rice is gonna have to catch back shoulder fades all day. Like this is what I'm actually. This is what I'm questioning. But they still lose that because they're just not good. I mean, like it's, <laughs> it, it's not good for it's not good, but like they're just not those guys right now. Oh. JC Jackson, I think all of us could get catches on him at this point. You guys watched him play? It's yeah, bad. bad. Justin Watson ended his career. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did. He did. I mean, that's yeah. Justin Watson wasn't super open. Jonathan Jones, <laughs> Miles Bryant. I mean, Sean Wade. Like these guys can't run. Like that's the other part of that. They can't run. Like. <laughs> We can look at this Jesus. wide receiver group and say, oh, wow, they stink. They stink out loud. They are struggling with all the little things. I Listen, I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. John Jones is lined up against MVS one-on-one with no safety help. Throw it. Like, I just, seriously, throw it. Like, okay. And if there's no safety for him to run to, I mean, like, I'm serious. Like, I, I feel good about that matchup if I'm the Chiefs offense. So, I... I I see where you're coming from, Kit. If Bill was the type of person to just be like, guess what? We're rolling the man coverage out. We're just going to line up and try to beat him. But when that happens, Bill usually has the horses up front. I try and get pressure. Yeah. And since Judon is on IR, they don't have anybody else. Like it, Barmore, but they don't have anybody else on that offense or on that defensive line that you look at. Draft like, darling Keon White, you know. I said what I said. You yeah, no, against the you look great <laughs> versus the Eagles and like where he bodied Lane Johnson and hasn't done anything since. We we get we sat here and gave Bill Belichick all this credit about pulling this defense forward still being a threat. Like, why would they do anything but play zone? The Chiefs can't be zone. Why would they even try man? If we're giving Bill Belichick that much credit, he should honestly walk out there and play static cover two and watch all the Chiefs wide receivers just run to the defenders and like try to hold on to their hip. Because that's what they do half the time. Like it, okay. it, they don't need to play man. Just play zone, watch the ball. Now, do I think Patrick Mahomes, if he's playing as good as he was against Buffalo with the combination of Kelsey and Rice and eventually guys getting open can still win versus this defense? Yeah, because again, no pass rushers. They don't have the horses in the secondary. But like, I don't think there's a reason for this team to be like, oh, 
let's try to man them up because that's how you ask for blown coverages. That's how you ask to give up big explosive plays to a team that's struggling to create big explosive plays. But but they haven't been able to hit them. And like that's I the know. thing. And like, I this know. is where they, these, are the, these are the things I'm thinking about. It's like they haven't been able to do it. This is it's turn it, it reduces their ability to sustain drives when they're taking these shot plays and they're not making them. They haven't found any success down the field. You know, like these are like this is the kind of zig where built where other zag kind of move that Bill Belichick does at times. Like sometimes you don't un, like sometimes he just goes a different direction. And I don't know if, like if it's I, I would try to make the whole point of this is not to beat Patrick Mahomes, it's to beat these other guys. And like I think that's the that's what happens a lot of times, and that's why this team is losing. I mean, I I, I agree with you. I say see if the Raiders game if they want to go heavy, man. Just see the Raiders game if you want to go heavy. Like that's the one thing that Chiefs are like prepared to handle is <laughs> you trying to play man and making you run through eight hundred mesh concepts. And yeah. when you have, as Craig pointed out, JC Jackson and Miles Bryant and Sean Wade and Jonathan just these guys can't run. So good luck like figuring that out. I Which, guess. Again, um, you look at this defense and you say, hey, if they had Christian Gonzalez, who's on IR, or Marcus Jones, who's on IR, yeah, go out there. Those guys are gonna be able to run. They're gonna be able to keep up with guys. They've got speed on their defense all of a sudden again. They don't have speed right now. They are they don't have any speed. They're a slow football team, just a, across they, they the board, are. both sides they of the really ball. Are. Well, we can get, we need to get to the other side of the ball because we've been to the other 30, side of the ball. But 30 then, minutes yeah. talking about Bill Belichick. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The holiday season can be a very busy time, and it can also be a time of giving to your family or to your community. It can also be a time of a little bit of extra added stress possibly to your life, whether it's from holiday travel, financial stress, or from being around your family that can add extra stress to your life. You might be extra focused on giving to your family or to your community, and maybe losing a little bit of giving to yourself. The holidays are always a great time to give to others, but sometimes it might be better to sometimes focus on yourself as well. So whether that's by starting therapy or going easy on yourself during tough moments, or maybe treating yourself to a day of rest, remember to give yourself some extra love during this holiday season. Therapy can be a great way to give yourself that extra love. It can make you feel grounded. It can help you remove some extra stress, maybe from your life, or help release burdens that you might have. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KCSN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash KCSN for 10% off your first month. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks, everybody. Hang it out with us. Feel free to hit the like button. Feel free to hit that subscribe button. We are all three back together. It feels good to be talking to both of my friends at the same time. Just feels good that Craig can talk now because that was not the case earlier in the week. And look at him just beaming uh, from ear to ear that he's with us right now. Okay, Chief Fence versus the worst offense ever? (laughs) (laughs) Not really. This is a really bad offense, though, like super bad offense. I just got done talking about how slow of a team across the board is. It's not just their defense that has a lack of athleticism. At least uh, to your point, Christian Gonzalez is a very good athlete. Just he's on IR. Uh, but on the offensive side of the ball, man, they don't have a ton of great team speed. They don't have a lot of just quality offense to put together. Uh, I mean, it's. Ugh. It's ugly. It's ugly for this uh, for this Patriots offense. It really is. And when you and they kept doing this kind of half in, half out with their quarterbacks that just was doing neither one of them any real favors. Like I get trying to give Mac Jones as much room as possible, and boy, when he's playing bad at a certain point, you just got to be like, hey man, it's not your day. Sit down. We're gonna let the other guys start. You know, for the rest of the half here, but. It seemed like they were going into every game just being like, all right, Mac, you got the first half, and Bailey Zappi's going to have the second half, and you know, we're just going to kind of let it roll. And that is not a winning formula. You can't do that in the NFL and have any sort of consistency or success out there. And so what you've seen is an offense that looks ridiculously stagnant outside of last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Went back, watched that game, took a look at some of this. We, kind of, we can kind of start with this here. Mm-hmm. Bailey Zappi really likes to use his running backs and tight end in the passing game. Uh, Hunter Henry got a lot of targets. Ezekiel Elliott got a lot of targets out of the backfield. They really focused on trying to get them there. Their other highly targeted player, Juju Smith-Schuster, also working the middle of the field. If you see a pattern there, they are working Bailey Zappi against the linebackers. This is something that we're going to start on maybe the Patriots can find some success because what we saw the Buffalo Bills do to the Kansas City Chiefs last week was target the linebackers in coverage. And it worked. It really did. They were able to just absolutely beat the hell out of the Chiefs defense in the first half, have tons of success throwing at 
a, a very winded Nick Bolton, and understandably so. He hadn't played football in a long time. And then, you know, you started to see guys get a little bit hurt, a little bit banged up coming out of the game. Drew Tranquil coming back this week might be the biggest boost of this defense because it might not allow Bailey Zappi to lean on the thing that he was able to get going last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you got Drew Tranquil at the will, you got Nick Bolton at the mic, you can flex Drew Tranquil in the positions that you want him to be, have him covering running backs out of the backfield, having cover, having him cover Hunter Henry or you know have Justin Reed kick down on the other side. There are ways if you are in your nickel defense that you can still keep things solid against the pass this week. And I don't know that I could say that last week. So this is something that I think that people are going to look at Bailey Zappi's last game and go, oh, 21 points. It's the Steelers defense. It was not bad. What, you know, what did they do? They put their linebackers in hell. I fully expect that they're going to come out, try and do the same thing to the Chiefs. So this is a massive true tranquil game, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I definitely think that is what Zappy wants to do when he throws the football. But I also don't think Bill O'Brien and the Patriots are using Ezekiel Elliott as a weapon in the way the Bills were doing James Cook. It's definitely That's right. It's a lot. It's a lot more just it, like, hey, we're gonna stretch down. the linebacker and then check it down. And yeah. even the Hunter <laughs> Henry, it's the same thing. Although they did leak him out like off play action for like the one deep shot that they threw. It's like. Uh, yes, I do think linebackers will be challenged. I just don't think it's anywhere close to the same way because like, they're not putting stress by play design on linebackers or by the dynamic nature of their pass-catching weapon of Ezekiel Elliott, right? Like, they're just dropping all off to him because that's as far as, Ezekiel, as, far as Billy Zappi can throw a football. Um, and I think that is ultimately the issue. He can't push the ball downfield. He can't throw it outside the numbers. The only thing he can throw beyond 10 yards like accurately is a floating touch pass, which, yeah, it, he can have good accuracy if everything's in rhythm, if his feet are set, if everything is happening when he wants it to. Like, he can throw a nice touch pass, but he's not going to be putting a football in the sort of tight windows. He's not Juju got one down the field. Coverage. Yeah, Juju got yeah. one down. He did he get did one down the field. Right? It was in, in rhythm, down the field, very early in the game. Yeah. I think it was early down. Like, there was very... Yeah specific moments to your point about it, what it has did. to fit exactly <laughs> right exactly right yeah. yep and yeah and so like when, when that's not working it's just what do they go to next their run game has been abysmal this year they don't have the way to stretch the field really horizontally or vertically right now given some of the injuries they're dealing with at the wide receiver position and not that when everyone was healthy the offense was good anyway don't get me wrong but losing a pop douglas losing a Devonte Parker. Like, you start adding injuries on to this team that already was struggling. It's just, it's really hard to see what this offense does to threaten any NFL team that they go up against right now because everything has to fit so perfectly into the cookie cutter play design for it to work. And I think Bill O'Brien's a decent offensive mind and offensive coordinator, but man, like he's kind of got his hands tied behind his back with this team right now. And I, I do think it shows. No, oh, no doubt about it. I mean, and. Yeah, like they're 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 still trying to run some variation of what they had with Tom back in the day, and it doesn't. It I mean it doesn't fit with what they have at the quarterback position. Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones both stink out loud. I think we've kind of established that to this point, and I do think you know they lack playmakers. Just period. And I mean even Juju, like 
Juju was a playmaker in the game that they won last week. He had a, you know a big catch. He had four four catches for ninety yards. He had good moments. But outside of that, they really didn't have. I mean, if you go and look at look at the roster of players that they had, you know, making some plays last week. We talk about Zeke and the checkdown, seven catches, seventy two yards. Hunter Henry three for forty. Then it's Ty Montgomery one for seventeen. Tyquan Thornton three for seventeen. Pharaoh Brown one for four. And Jalen Rager with the Sky Moore stat line: zero catches, zero yards, one target. Um, it's just a. I mean, it like they lack any kind of real explosion in the passing game, and like they don't have the they don't have the horsepower at quarterback to really be able to get guys involved anyway. Tyquan Thornton has some good vertical speed, but he hasn't really been able to get he, he hasn't been trusted at that much by that by that staff. Like I think he's been through he's had his ups, ups and downs offensively too. So I I think this is a game that the I don't think the defense has given up very many points this week. I think it's. I, a touchdown, honestly. I think the I think the defense is gonna come out strong and have a really strong performance against this team. I think that this defense really feels like they need to have a good start. They feel like they need to get it back a little bit. They've had some rough starts in the past three games, haven't really handled some business against you know some teams that frankly had some good offenses other than the Raiders who are putting it on the Chargers tonight. But you know, I the rest of the the other couple of teams have gotten their goat a little bit, and it it has needed to be better from this defense from start to finish. Now, the way that they finished that Buffalo Bills game was outstanding. They were absolutely incredible to finish that thing out. Chris Jones is really surging as of late. He's looked really, really good. So, yeah, I think that this team feels like they need to feast on a bad offense. They played a lot of really good ones. They played a lot of teams that have given them a lot that they've got to put on their plate. Bailey Zappi and these offensive weapons do not <laughs> show up, play physical, and do this. I, I do want to kind of throw here because this kind of ties into this comment here. Flapjack City, with Super Chat here. Really appreciate you. Says, we haven't really tapped into how great this defense can be. Imagine how this defense could be with a 10-point lead in a game. The defense could be unleashed. Yeah. This might be a game where the Chiefs get up on the Patriots early and we get to see basically Steve Spagnolo consistently in his nickel and dime defenses. Last week, the Patriots, or you know, two weeks ago, the Patriots found themselves behind the sticks all game long. They could not get anything going and it just absolutely neutered their offense. They didn't know what to do. Bailey Zappi did not handle the blitz well, did not handle things very well. Steve Spagnolo and this defense have to be licking their chops. They want to get off to a really good start. They want to get this going because they've got blitz packages they haven't been able to dial up yet, and they need some exercise on all of those. Chris Jones has sack incentives that he wants to hit, and he's been you know just inches away from a bunch of sacks lately. He wants to convert those against a guy last week who was one of the top time to throws in the league. He held the ball for almost three seconds a drop back. They, this this pass rush wants to get home against it. They can against this offensive line, and if they get into that game script, as Flapjack City stated, there, boy, it's gonna look real bad. One other note, just yeah, to kind of we have oh, you can go, Matthew. Go. No, you're good. If you you got a note, fire away. Uh, I was just gonna add, add one other piece of context to some of this when we're talking about you know this 
horrendous offense. Um, Demario Douglas, there's a chance he's back. He's a guy from the slot you want to talk about, short to intermediate, mostly short. Um, that's a guy that could kind of create some problems and give Bailey Zappi a target. Demario Douglas has been out for the two games that Bailey Zappi has started, so there could be something to cook in there. Devontae Parker also might be back, so they might add a little bit more juice for for them. I mean, Demario uh, Douglas is just, he's not a super fast guy. He's just good route runner. He's just awesome, and the Chiefs should have drafted him like I told them to. That would be fun to have right now. Uh, Devontae Parker, a little bit of juice, but not not near what he had in the past. Uh, so, still not a great explosive, but they, they could get some guys back, and that could ultimately help them you know move the ball a little bit more effectively. Anyways, Matthew, please continue. Oh. What was he say? I mean, to, to the Chiefs' defense and like unlocking the potentials point. Like, yeah, we haven't got to see them do that. And I think Steve Spagnuolo getting a lead and really getting to pin his ears back with his blitz calls and not have to worry about defending the run whatsoever is where they are going to be at their best. And yeah, we have not got to see the Chiefs get into that situation a ton yet. And like, what the Chiefs' defense does the best right now is defend the pass. What they don't do well is defend the run. So, like, yeah. We, there is definitely room for this Chiefs defense to play better if they can get out to an early lead offensively, hold teams down, and this is a game to potentially test that theory. We, we were talking about defending the Chiefs wide receivers with man coverage. Buddy, let me tell you a wide receiver room you should defend with man coverage. Mm-hmm. The Patriots. Now, getting Demario Douglas back does help. He is by far their best wide receiver versus man coverage. And guess what? When he catches the ball, he can actually create yards after the catch. Everybody else kind of stinks, both first man and creating yards after the catch. In fact, it's so bad that without Douglas in the lineup, Juju Smith-Schuster is the only guy that is averaging over one yard per route run against man coverage this year for this team. Everybody else is under... Oh, sorry. Farrell Brown's up there, but he has one target. It's like, that's not really fair. No. Sample size. It's it's just (laughs) Juju Smith-Schuster. And as Chiefs fans, we're well aware of what he does good and what he doesn't do that well. He's fine versus man coverage. I wouldn't say Juju Smith-Schuster's great, and that's what the 1.49 yards per route run tell you. They can't beat man coverage at all. And Bailey Z- and Zappi, to Craig's point, he'll hold the ball. Again, he wants everything to be cookie-cutter and look exactly how he wants it to, and if it doesn't, his brain starts, that, that little hamster wheel starts going, and he starts playing real fast but not getting anywhere with it. And it, it gets ugly. So, like, you want to talk about a team that you want to throw some man coverage out there against, it's this team. Even with Douglas back, he's going to be in the slot. Chiefs have a pretty good slot corner named Trent McDuffie. I feel like you can probably neutralize him a little bit there with that coverage. And, like, just, just man him up. Man him up. Let the pass rush eat because this Patriots offensive line, spoiler, also not very good. Trent Brown, uh, by the way, also missing. Ramondre Stevenson probably not going to play. Uh, Trent Brown was a D not uh, did not participate in today's practice. Um, so I just a couple. He, he hates playing for that team. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so at least Nathan Andrews is good. Cole Strange might yeah. be good. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. we're fine. Like, they're not great, but they're fine. But they don't, First round pick, Cole Strange. Bad. Yeah. Uh, I would I mean, say this. If the Patriots want to want to slow down the Chiefs' defense and getting after them, they are going to have to run the ball a little bit. 
And hey, guess what? It's good that they're first in the NFL in 12 personnel rank and it's seventh in 13 personnel. So go heavy and keep the Chiefs based defense out there and hope for the best, right? Like, and they're kind of equipped to do that. They're kind of equipped to play physical. Again, not good at it, but they sure try. Kind of equipped. They should sure sure give it a go. They can't run the ball particularly well. So, you know, this this seems like a really good matchup for the Chiefs, I, I think, across the board. I mean, right, like, we talked about the Patriots' pass defense is their weakness. That's what the Chiefs want to do on the offensive side. Patriots' offense, just in general, is bad. There's no good anywhere there to be found. And the Chiefs' defense is generally good. Like, this is a very good matchup for the Chiefs, but that is the one way you can see the Patriots slow it down is go heavy, force the Chiefs into base, try to slow the game down, try to limit it to a six, seven possession game again like some other teams have done. Maybe you get lucky and hit an explosive play here or there and extend the game, you know, keep yourself in the game like that's kind of their only path it feels like to be competitive it really does but at the same time it's one of those that if they are in 13 personnel are you really scared of hunter henry mike gesicki and pharaoh brown you know coming out and routing up like i mean I, I, I get zero you. zero personnel and i'm not scared of anybody routing anybody up for this team i mean uh, but that's what i'm saying like there there are 13 personnel lineups that we talk about and we're like oh man if this team goes heavy like i get the buffalo bills last week it's like hey dawson knox is a good football player like that's one of those that you're a little bit worried about having to figure that out hunter henry mike gasicki are are more name than production at the moment and pharaoh brown is a guy that doesn't get a whole lot of targets so if they want to roll out with those guys and ezekiel elliott in the backfield there you as the Chiefs, you know, those linebackers are going to be stepping downhill first. Like, it's not one of those that we've seen over the past couple of weeks where the Chiefs linebackers are maybe taking that negative step first or playing a little more of a flat-footed read just to make sure that it's not a play-action pass or something like that. You can lean on that a little bit more because you're going to have a little bit of ability to recover. You're going to have a little bit of ability to get back to the pass. Or you just play downhill and you blitz the hell out of Bailey Zappi, out of 13 personnel, and force him to speed things up and take away the play-action pass from their arsenal, too. There are lots of ways to defeat that sort of thing. If you can get home on Bailey Zappi, he doesn't have great answers athletically. He struggles to throw athletically. He struggles to really make anybody miss. Like, he does not do well against pressure. Um... And, you know, and he might take a, a fade outlet shot, you know, but it's not, you know, you can, you can live with that. So yeah, he's susceptible to pressure and he doesn't have great answers as an athlete to really be able to, uh, to do anything to it. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's go to t- uh, players to watch presented by tickets for less. If you go to ticketsforless.com, promo code KCSN will get you your best guaranteed discount available on tickets at ticketsforless.com Matthew who's your player to watch what is this nonsense um okay give me Rasheed Rice um because I I think the Chiefs are kind of figuring out how they want to use him beyond just screens beyond just getting the ball in his hands to let him run We've seen a little bit of an evolution of it's not just drag routes behind mesh concepts. They've started throwing him some back shoulder throws. They pushed a couple of them actually vertical down the field, get him involved in a couple double moves. They've tried to take in shots to him. 
get him working on slants, crosses. Like they've started to expand his route tree. I wouldn't say it's a, a wide variety, varied route tree, but they're still expanding it. You see, when they get into the red zone, there is a very clear trust that Patrick Mahomes has from the anticipation on Rice's touchdown throw, like the one that he actually caught was insane. He's barely coming out of the break. He has a long way to go with defenders to cross to get to that ball, and Mahomes is still releasing it. They tried to go to him on one earlier that he was just a little bit off of where his mark should have been. Like, there's a trust there. So I, he's a guy that's going to continue to get, I think, a bigger piece of pie, and this is a good game to try to work him in there. Put him in the slot against Miles Bryant. Just let him use his size and his physicality. And on that matchup, you put him on the outside versus any of these Patriots defenders, he's going to be a better athlete than them. Like, I think this is a matchup kind of tailor-made for him to eat up and clean up some of the area as Travis Kelsey probably gets the vast majority of the attention. I'm going with George Karloftis. I'm calling my shot a little bit here. George Karloftis is going to get a sack in this game, going to get himself to 10 sacks when he should rightfully already have that 10th one that they took away from him in week one. I just want everybody to be reminded that he did make that play and should have 10 sacks. Um, being the first Chief since D4 to have double-digit sacks that's not named Chris Jones. Like, that would be a terrific season for George Karloftis. I think that they're going to, you know... It, Again, if they're going to end up playing a lot of heavy personnel, he's going to be mashed up against a lot of tight ends, have to set the edge over there. He's gotten a lot better at that as the year has gone along. We've seen a lot of improvement there. We've also seen a lot of plays that he has knifed into the backfield against the run game, starting to make some plays in the backfield a little bit more often. Bailey Zappi is going to hold the ball for a long time. Chris Jones is going to be breathing down his neck. He's going to need to escape somewhere. This just is tailor-made for a George Karloftis sack game. It just feels like it. Him getting home either on a late, you know, second move play that he comes up with there or just beating a tight end that they try and leave in protection against him. I feel like George Karloftis is going to have a big game. I'm going back to the Kadarius Tony. Well, I want to see what this guy, you know, how is how he responds from obviously a very difficult, you know, week for him. I thought there were some bright moments for him last week. You know, he, you know, they found some ways to try to get him some touches. They moved him into the backfield, gave him a couple carries. He had a nice little run there. Um, I know, I don't, I, I, I think, I think I said this on like last week, maybe I don't, maybe Monday show, but I think they need to get him involved in some capacity, and they've got to try to see. Yeah, they got to go back to him a little bit, not the same way that they do with Rasheed Rice, but I think they got to go back with him a little bit because I don't trust the Sky Moors and the Marquez Valdez Cantlings, even the Justin Watsons. Like, there's at least a little bit of juice to what Kadarius Tony does, and they've got to try to get him involved in some capacity, and they've just got to hope that they can find some consistency with everything else. Uh, so, give me Kadarius Tony. I want to see what the plan with it with him is after kind of a monumental moment for his career uh here in Kansas City and just in the NFL in general how does he respond from all that do the Chiefs go back to him do the Chiefs feel that they need his juice as well because I mean he's he's got a little bit of it that was uh players to watch presented by tickets for less promo code KCSN gets you the best available discount on tickets for less.com all right prediction time folks Craig what say you <sighs> Well, um, I, I don't think this will be close. I, I think to Flapjack City's point, I think the Chiefs are going to get up by 10, and that might be a death knell for this Patriots offense and the way that they play football. I just don't foresee an instance where they can line up and do some of the things that could put the Chiefs in a bind when they're down 10. Like That, that just seems almost insurmountable. So I think the offense gets things going early. 
I think that that you know Patrick Mahomes is going to come out breathing fire. I, he's pissed off, and we've seen what pissed off Patrick Mahomes looks like. What better way than to just take basically the bottom of the barrel of the AFC and light it on fire to try and get your mojo back? I think the offense is going to come out and play well. Defense is going to finally start well in one of these games, and this game is going to be not quite as over at halftime as the Raiders and the Chargers game is that that is playing right now, but a game that will be over at halftime nonetheless. I got the Chiefs going ahead and winning this one 24-7. Yeah, I mean, I think it's not going to be a spoiler here. I don't think the Patriots are very good. Um, Pass defense, not very good. Chiefs passing game, not what it once was. But still not bad. And I think it's on the upward swing. I think this is this matchup against the Patriots when you're not worried about the pass rush and you're not really worried about any individual matchups in the back end. It's just getting out-schemed. And that's the only real concern of losing to this defense. I feel okay with Mahomes and Andy Reid in that matchup. I like the matchup on that side. The Patriots' offense could be playing any one of the college football uh, playoff teams, and I would like the matchup of the defense versus Patriots' offense. Um, so... <laughs> I don't. Washington. This game better not be close. Yeah, Washington would smoke them. Washington so defense. Smoke them. Oh god. Yes, I you saw what they did. The I saw them in Oregon. I saw yeah. them in Oregon, and I watched. I've watched New England Patriots with Matt Jones and Bailey Zappi. Okay. Ugh. Um, I don't think this game is close. I hope for the Chiefs' sake because we're all riding a little bit of optimism right now, myself included, and maybe that's part of that goes into this. But I think things are clicking. Uh, at the right time, I think you could definitely see some upward momentum coming from that Bills game, and you have the entire world kind of against them right now because they are seen as giant crybabies after that game, right? I think that all factors in. Chiefs 31, Patriots 10. It's not close. It's a blowout. Starts early, ends there pretty quickly. If it's close, if this is a nail-biting game, that's a problem. That is a problem. So hopefully it's not, and I hope the, the Chiefs kind of approach it that way. They should blow this team out pretty easily. I think it's going to be, uh, like I said, I think it's a clean performance. I don't think I think the Chiefs will not have a turnover in this game, at least offensively. Maybe something stupid happens on special teams, but I'm not blaming the offense for that. Um, I think it's going to be, uh, yeah, pretty clean, sle- uh, pretty clean sheet offensively. I think they're going to do some good things, be able to move the ball, put some, you know, some points on the board. Uh, defense, one touchdown allowed. That's it. I actually, Craig, I predicted 24-7 on the radio today. I'm rolling with 24-7 as well. I think that's the score. You know, good 24-point performance. Defense plays well. We feel better, and we hope they build off of this as they go into, you know, the home stretch heading into the playoffs and all that stuff. And we just say, hey, let's see if they can build on these next three games against terrible quarterbacks. Uh, The Raiders are beating the Chargers 42 to nothing at halftime right now. (laughs) Brandon Staley's team is... Absolutely cooked. That's kind of funny. I'm sorry. I just hadn't mentioned that there. Thank you all so much for listening, watching, subscribing, and supporting KC Sports Network. We appreciate you. We will talk to you after a Chiefs victory. Catch you later.